Hello everyone and welcome to Club Live here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. As the name might suggest, we are live on YouTube tonight, so as always, get involved in the live chat. I am hosting this week due to rushed circumstances, um, so I'm joined by Ali Pearson. Ali, how are you, mate? Not too bad. First week back at work. Actually, in for three days because I start on Wednesday, so glad to be back off again. <laughs> Looking forward to starting a full week on Monday. No, not, not. I know, but to be fair, it's about a blessing in disguise, and it the whole Wednesday thing. Because don't get me wrong, I forgot what days it was and everything. I don't know how many times this week, but I was like, well, I'm, I'm off. I'm off now for till Monday. Uh, and Ryan, good evening, mate. How are you? Good evening, lads. Only three of us tonight. Um, Rumours are that Scotia mm. Gamble is on his way over to Ali's to take down his Christmas decorations. <laughs> obviously, stay tuned Stay tuned to see if that does happen. Um, I'm glad to be here tonight and talk Rangers, boys. Yeah, um, Ewald Scotia. Yes, Ewald Scotia. So, um, no, I'm, I took my deck. When did I take my decorations down? Uh, the third, I think. I think I've done it the third. Because I was back to work in the fourth, so I just done it all in the third. I'm not. I'm like. I'm. I'm a bit of a humbug. See, after Christmas, I would take it down between Christmas and New Year because I'm like, well, this it's Christmas decorations in it, so Christmas is done. But no, the message's like, no, we'll keep it up. So fair enough. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Before we get into it, um, please do subscribe to the channel. Please do like the video. That would be absolutely tremendous. You can support us by joining the YouTube channel. You can also support us by buying us a coffee via buymeacoffee.com, and you can also donate via the live chat. You'll definitely get your comment up as long as it's within reason of the comment that you have made um, then if you donate then you're more than guaranteed to get your comment up so yes let's get into things tonight lads um, we don't often start a podcast by talking about uh, another set of fans but I think we have to I think we have to now some may know some may not know that there's a bit of a Non con well controversial at first until the rules clearly stated that it wasn't a controversial controversial VAR decision. But Ali, it looks like I think UEFA are going to get um, sued. The SFA are definitely getting sued. Beaton's getting sued. Willie Collum's getting sued, and they're calling for everybody to be sacked. And I think I think if this doesn't work, then they're going to try and sue Vladimir Putin. What is your take on this um, extraordinary behaviour, mate? Same old. They do all the time, Celtic. Remember that time they bullied the referees? And the referees was not going to strike the referees um, away back, but that's... It's what they're all about. It's, it's bizarre, Carney. They're, they're nine points clear. They're pretty much going to win this league. They're cantering it, if we're being honest. And they're moaning about wee things like that. Yet the, the, the handball rule with penalties is one you can argue about in terms of do you agree with the rule or whatever. Da, da, da. But the rule states, basically, um, Willie Collum got it correct in the VAR, in the VAR, in the, in the VAR seat, wherever he was, because the letter of the law it's not a penalty. Um, no, I knew something like this would happen, and again, I just <laughs> knew there'd be something. Um, and there's obviously they're not happy about the Sakala one either. When where Sakala meant to put his foot, and that boy just takes his foot out to get that to me. That's a penalty as well. Yeah, but uh, they're the same all the time. Celtic. I mean, I I, I seen something about uh, Postecoglou coming out and saying if it was other way around and it, it fell to Rangers in terms of. If it cost us the game, you would hear more about it. And I really don't think you would. I mean, you look back to that game we played in the 
if you want to look back at games with the, the League Cup final, we battered them and they got a majorly offside goal with about three, four players offside. Oh, I wasn't there at that point, but it was it was there and gone, to be honest. Um, but I'm not surprised, Carney. Always cheated, never defeated FC. I know they weren't defeated, but um, there's always something against them. And it's pretty sad because, like I say, they're nine points clear. Come on, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much of... to Trying Scotsman as well. Yeah. Thanks, Scotland. Hey, amazing. Thank you very much for the donation to the channel, mate. And they've been the same forever. They have been the same forever. Ryan, I think, obviously, they're trying, I'll try and become more sensible about all this. They've got their usual cheerleaders, right? They come out and say all this stuff. It plays to the galleries. They absolutely love it. They feel, they kind of, they feed on it. It's what they, it's what they're all about. And I, um, I, for my sins, actually know some Celtic fans. And, one of them uttered to me, one of them genuinely uttered to me, we won't be allowed to win on Monday. We won't be allowed to win on Monday because of that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you are nine points clear. Like, literally nine points clear. I cannot understand that that mentality way of thinking. Like, it's 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 so it's so strange. I mean, I I, I can't, I honestly can't understand it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely mm-hmm. love when they do this because <clears throat> you know something's not going right for them. You know everything everything has to go their way. And when something just slightly doesn't go right, it's like a default thing for them that they love to be the victim. They love to play the victim. And I mean, this is the worst conspiracy in the world, if you think about <laughs> it. I mean, <clears throat> they won nine titles in a row. They got handed a title over a Zoom call. 8.75 round. Sorry, 9.75. Thank you, Alistair. 8.75. 8.75. Sorry. Um, but they really are. It's the worst conspiracy theory ever, but it's great. It's great entertainment. And there are some sensible fans out there, there's, I'm sure, somewhere who will be cringing. Um, but there's a lot of them who just, I mean, I went into my local um, once I'd left you guys, come down the road and went into my local. Was beating there. Was beating there. Beating was there. <laughs> Beat was there, but nobody was buying him a drink. Nobody was buying him a drink. He put a few tunes on the on the jukebox. I, I don't know if I can mention him on this pod right enough. Uh, but there's the Celtic fan that spoke to me. He said, "Oh, you just back from a game?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "What you think? I was like disappointed we never won. And the first thing straight away, he's like, "Never a penalty." And I was like, "What?" Sakala's. He's like, "Aye." I was like, oh, "I've not seen it in television." I said, "So I can't really comment." And he went, "And by the way, we should have had a penalty." And I was like, "Here we go." Like it's everything. It's, it's as soon as they don't win a game, it's a default. As Ali said, always cheated, never defeated, and it's by God, I'm just so glad I'm not one of them because I, I, it's just it's embarrassing. It really is, and I, I hear their managers got involved as well today, which I'm slightly surprised at. But that for me opens the door a wee bit because that guy's never been under pressure. Although I give him a lot of credit, think he has a good coach. He's never been under pressure when when he's been here, and it's maybe just a wee glimpse of. He could get ingrained in that kind of way of thinking, the way the way Celtic are, and it's just typical then, mate. That's all I can say. But it is very entertaining at the same time. It is entertaining. Kerry Phil Meltdown's always a good wee way to cheer yourself up. If you've got a spare five minutes, you go in and just have a wee read in your life. <laughs> Honestly, I just can't. I I can't bring myself that low down in mentality 
because I don't think I'll be able to get myself back up again. It's, uh, I, it is what it is. They're always going to do it. They're always going to set the scene. I think they're saying that they're going to try and... I mean, it's it's all built as a narrative to try and put pressure on... Um, to put pressure on referees and all the stats that pop up and it's like they create stats as well like they'll remove some things out of the stats in order to make the stats look worse than what they actually are it's it's, it's bonkers it's it's trump material of it's, it's almost stats. like they enjoy it though that's the weird thing oh, about of course it. they, they do it's though. almost like yeah, they, they enjoy do. being the victim or they enjoy being if they, they would like to think they have been cheated and they enjoy it it's it's the strangest thing but um yes it's very much in their dna mate yeah, I mean, a draw to them suits them down to the ground. They're nine points clear. What happened in that match is sort of irrelevant to them. It's more damaging to us than it is to them. And you still have... The, can you imagine what would have happened if we'd have won? And as Ali said, we were talking about it before the game, imagine we got a VAR penalty in the last minute and we scored it and we won the game. I mean, honestly, the Scottish football would be setting fire, I think. Uh, ah, absolutely, absolutely bonkers. Anyway, enough about them. It's more about us, so let's move on. Uh, so we'll go through a number of things tonight before we eventually get to the um, the preview of the Dundee United game coming up on Sunday. Um, first off, a bit of a, a rumour that started. Um, rumours of Hollander's contract being, well, kind of ended um, because he, ha- he is out injured. He's been out injured now for a long time. That's me being quite generous about it. And he doesn't have a return date. And he's one of the ones that's out of contract in the summer. Ali, what's your opinion on this? I think we probably all agree. You can say if, if you're wrong, I don't think we'll see Philip Hollander play for Rangers ever again. Uh, I think his time is up here. Would it be fair on the player? I mean, to get rid of him, you're probably, to get rid of him, that sounds horrific, but to, to end the contract now, you're probably talking paying three quarters worth of the contract before he would agree to it. Is it better to just hopefully let the guy recover so he can go on, use our facilities if he likes, and then go on and have a career somewhere else? Yeah, I don't think we'll see him again. Suter's just a bit back as well. Uh, Leon King there as well, so I don't, I don't think we'll see him. I know he's the only Davies is only natural left sided centre half we've got, and then it would be Hollander. But he's been out for the, the last time we seen him, Carney was we were at that game at um, St. Mern. That's where he got injured. So it was yeah. that one where uh, Rebo scored a screamer in that game. I remember, but um, nah, it's just, like you say, he, he can sit tight, Hollander, because he's he's got his he's got his contract there to end the season anyway. So why would he take a reduced fee to to leave? So. I, yeah, I, I think he'll be there till his contract ends, to be honest. And he might wave goodbye in the pitch when they do their, their last home game of the season, when they all do that kind of walk around the park and wave to, wave to the fans. So we might see him then. But he was a good defender, Hollander. I liked Hollander. I thought he was a one of our best natural defenders. Lacked a bit of pace, but he could read the game really well. But unfortunately, injuries has just hampered him and I can't see him coming back, unfortunately. He had a good song as well, Hollander. Another one with a good song. Yeah, it did. But again, it's premature songs. And I, I know he, he made up for it with a header against Celtic. Don't get me wrong, that like he justifies his song. But it is, we were making songs too early for players. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on this? Probably, I would imagine, you're along the same lines that it's he did well for his uh, in spells, but but we are. Um, we use the word sentimental, sentimental all the time, and we can't be that with players. Probably, maybe not be like that with Hollander, but we also can't have um, we can't have passengers, mate. Nah, I think he's been out far too long, out of the picture too long. He's not even got a return date. 
I would imagine Hollander's on a decent wage as well. If he's came from Serie A as a Swedish internationalist, mate, I would imagine he's on a good a good chunk we could do with getting rid of him um, and off the wage bill. Um, for, for the record, I think Hollander's a brilliant defender. I really do. I think if he had pace, he would probably be playing Premier League. That's how highly I rate him. I think he's a great defender. It's probably why he came to us is because he didn't have any pace. But there's no, there's no doubt in that guy's been unlucky with injuries. Possibly why he's been offloaded. I'm not sure what his record's like with injuries, but it's a shame because he did put a lot of good performances in. I think what was the last game we beat them in terms of 90 minutes? Was it that game when he scored? I think it was because the last time we beat him was an extra time. We, yeah, the last was, time yeah. we beat him, I think, was that yeah, game right. he scored. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Um. That that kind of showed you how long ago that was, but. It is sad and there is a sentimental side to it, but yeah, Rangers are a business, we're a Beals project now, if you want to call it that. And it's yeah, it's time to move on from Hollander if there is an opportunity to put a deal on the table, end his contract early and, and wish him all the best, then I would hope the club are gonna do it. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um Led Zet Paldo, Led Zet Paldo seven 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 says Shooter will never be back. Will he guys? Mm, don't know about that. He him playing at left centre back is not being back. And I think Goldson will indirectly ruin his Rangers career. Well, that's an interesting one, that, to be honest. Um, I think Suter will get forced to play left centre half. If not, I think he will. There is a chance that he could become cover for Goldson. And that might, I get, maybe that's more where you're coming from, that he might, it might limit his chances within the team. But I think, I think Goldson is going to be a... Uh, he won't play the 60-odd games that he played every season. It's not going to happen. A player cannot sustain that. It's not possible for him to. So he might, Suter might get his chances when he's, he's when they've decided to rest Goldson. Um, Ali, would you go along with that? I'll just put that comment up there. I, I was actually thinking about that there. I think you could see possibly a back three in certain games. Hmm, that's true. Maybe, this season, in terms of big games... We've got left, yeah, we've got cup games and stuff, so will he experiment on that? Possibly. But, um, yeah, I can, I can see sort of getting games for us in terms of pulling Goldson out now and again to get a rest, because like you say, Carney, before he got injured, he played pretty much every game for Rangers since he signed for a guy that had a major, major heart surgery as well before he came, so I can see him alternating those two. Again, Davies will is Davies going to last a season with us? Is he one of these injury-prone players? He's come back and been decent, Davies. So, but I've I seen Suter at left centre-half, and that, he's not comfortable there. I know, he, I think he was kind of injured, but he's not comfortable there. But I could see him in a back three in potential games as well. Yeah, Ryan, your thoughts on that? Back three thing's probably probably a shout. Yeah, especially the way we play our full-backs. I just I sometimes wonder like, what games are we going to play a back three in domestically? Possibly against them, I don't know. I just feel as if it's a bit defensive or a bit kind of um, defence-heavy if we've got three centre-halves playing there. I do think Suter has got a future at Rangers if he keeps his fitness, I think. Two or three times now I've heard it mentioned since Beal came in from the club that they want some sort of Scottish identity, so... Well, he's Scottish out of half, and Bill said that in his interview press conference today. So I would expect that he is part of Bill's plans if he stays fit. I do rate him. I think he had a really rocky start to his career. 
out of position, possibly. You may say at left centre-back, he should still be able to play there for me. I know it's not your natural position because it's not your, your natural foot that you're playing with or receiving the ball. I still think he should be able to play there, though, as a professional footballer. Um, I do rate him, but I do, I'd do. i like to think that he'll be able to challenge Charles Davies or um, Conor Goldson at some point mm-hmm. this season if he, if he regains his fitness. But yeah, it's an interesting one in the back three. I've heard it a few times now. I just... I don't know if that's a European thing or not. I just I wouldn't like to turn up to Ibrooks against Dundee United and see us playing a back three. Is probably what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's an interesting one, though. Um, it's definitely one to, to to look out for. The fact that, um, as you say, so it looks like he's he's not that far away from a uh, from a return. Um, obviously, we're into the transfer window now, so. <clears throat> The crazy links of everybody that's ever wore a Rangers top in their life will be getting linked to us. Um, who's ever mentioned the word Rangers in a in a sentence before? Um, but one that I kind of went, hmm, Ryan was um, John Fleck being linked with us. I, I. I'm, I'm quite a fan of this. I'm not a massive fan of players returning to the club. Right, I never really have been into that. Um, however. He, there's no doubt he's went away and he's he's done well for himself as a as a career. Uh, he certainly knows the club. He certainly knows the country. It would be a it would be quite an interesting signing for me if we were to go for Flick. Yeah, I actually thought you were going to tell me you'd spoken to a taxi driver and they told you Robbie Fowler <laughs> was signing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was Alan Smith. Alan Smith. Alan Smith. Alan Smith. Yeah. That was another one, I Alan Smith. Um, I John Flex an interesting one. Um, is that a free transfer? Is he out of contract? Apparently, he yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'll be completely honest here, and I'll say I don't think I've seen John Fleck once since he's left Rangers. I'd not watched much of him at all. I think he might Defensive have seen him midfielder. Yeah, did he play? Did he play with Scotland? I'm confused if I've seen him playing for Scotland one game or something like that. Um, all I can really base it on is. I went to quite a few games with John Fleck when he was in the it wasn't the B team at the time. I think it was under twenty ones when we had that, or the reserves. Um, and I saw him at Hamden, and John Fleck was exciting to say the least. He was Alex Lowry on crack, if you want to put it that way. I thought he looked amazing, and I was really excited to see him coming through at Rangers. In circumstances, the way Smith's team was, and Smith didn't really utilise him. Got a few chances, but it just didn't happen for John Flake at Rangers in the first team. So you wonder if he's maybe went and went out, matured, and probably there was a lot of pressure on him as well because he was coming through the youth with such a kind of a, a big reputation. But yeah, that would that would be an interesting one. Whether or not we need another defensive midfielder or not is another thing. I remember Flake being kind of box to box, and I don't know if he just doesn't play that that role anymore. But that's what we need, boys. I want somebody who's going to play that kind of box to box role. I think, I think we're inundated with defensive midfielders. If you think of Jack, Kamara, Lundstrom, they all do the same job for me. John Fleck, would he improve things? Possibly, but would he be an upgrade on the players we've got? I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a hard one. I haven't, as I said, I haven't seen him. But if he's done the job down south, he's a free transfer. Then I understand why we're looking at him. Yeah, I I would say it would definitely be an improvement on Sands in the midfield. Uh, I think, and I know, that's all I know. I think in terms of the way Kamara's form has been recently and his attitude, it looks like I think he would be a better option than him. I, I do see a lot of people saying he is injury prone. Um, he is what, 30, 31 now. I get that, but again, we've got to... 
you've got to be realistic about where we play football. And I hate saying that because I, I believe that we should go out and sign the best players in the world. But again, you've got to kind of be realistic. I think Kamar Roof's probably the perfect example of that because if Kamar Roof was not as injury prone as he was and stayed fit, he wouldn't be playing for Rangers. It's as simple as that. Um, Ali, what's your thoughts on um, Flick? I, I think it was just one that I seen that I thought, hmm, that's yeah. not... It's not one that you think's too pie in the sky, and I think I could see that happening. That's Chris Boyd that came up with it. <clears throat> he said that mm. Rangers should go and have a look at John Fleck because his contract's up. Ah, I'm a no with John Fleck, if I'm being honest. He's 32 in August. Right. He's not that player Ryan's talking about that was coming through the Rangers youth team, and you've seen him the, the next win. Rooney was touted as he's a defensive midfielder now for Sheffield United. He's injured at the moment. He did have he was um, he did have a heart condition at one point last season. He was out of the game for a while. He went down on the pitch, but a good player, John Fleck. Um, that's why he <clears throat> came in at that Scotland team. Didn't really start because where he plays as a Scotland, I've got quite a few players in that position. But I would say he's along the lines of like a Ryan Jack. I don't think he's any better than Ryan Jack. He's on that level for me. So. Michael Beale for me talks about he likes to develop players. He's too old for me, 32. He's a squad player. If he came up, he'd be a squad player, but we've got umpteen squad players and in that position. So I'm sorry. He's a he's a no for me. I've seen a bit of him. I do watch a bit of that championship. Does well for Sheffield United, but like I say, he's injured. He's 32 in August, and I, I don't want to be going down that route with players at 32 and they, you maybe get a year out of them and that's it. So... He's a no for me. There was look. There's probably nothing in it. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. There's that the Rangers are notorious for keeping cards close to their chest and being slow at this as well. Let's be honest. And and we're we're all desperate for something to happen. It's like right. I keep going. Okay, it's now the sixth of January. Why have you not announced the signing? <laughs> You've had long enough to get this sorted. But I'm I'm very impatient and I want to see improvement. But I think. Fleck in his palm is probably one of the kind of type of players that we probably need and I think uh, I say that in terms of I think we need backup and competition for John Lindstrom because yes I know Jack can do it but I think he fancies Jack and Kamara playing a little bit further forward um, so yeah uh, but I get why people would also also disagree with it um, it's a fair, fair shout. Potato Man said, uh, she's seen it on the screen there, um, sign Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> Here he's available. That's this time last year we signed Aaron Ramsey, wasn't it? Was it this time last year? Uh, we'll be doing another breaking pod in this January. Unbelievable. Oh, I doubt Brandon it. Ba- doubt Brandon Barker comes back. Re- re- Brandon <laughs> Barker returns. I think I'll, I'll do a Scotia that night and just not be on. Uh, for the <laughs> we need to do, boys. We need to make a pact right now. If Porto signs, you need to come oh. on and I'm hosting. Because oh. I, I will go to town on you if he signs. <laughs> no chance. Uh, no. Well, listen, I... Mr. Bill said he's speaking to people just now. And I thought all you can speak to is people who are allowed to talk to other clubs. You must be his That's agent, Ryan, because you keep going on about Craig Porter. Well, I don't know whether you've got... That's all I'm saying, boys. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Just letting you know. I will say, Ryan. I, I, I'll give you. I'll give you some credit here, right? Um, you shouted a name all the last season for donkeys and donkeys and donkeys, and he's doing very well in Serie A at the moment. And um, yeah, Lewis Ferguson. Yeah, and he's been touted to go to Juventus. Have been linked with him and other teams within Serie A. He's and I said at the time, nah, he's not good enough. 
but I'll hold my hands up and say he would have improved this Rangers team this season for I what we're looking like, for. <coughs> but he's our John McGinn, if you know what I mean. He's yeah, in, I totally know. I get guess. it. Like, yeah, he's gone now, but I think. I get your point of view. Like I, told, I said this in the pub the other day about port racing. I totally get where you're coming from. I do. And I've said a million times, I don't think he's good enough. But at the same time, I just think, as old firm fans, like old firm fans in general are very good at turning their nose up at Scottish talent. And I just think sometimes you see the amount of garbage we sign from abroad. Just take a punt on a few Scottish boys, see what you can get out of them. Like you think of the success rate we've had out of Chris Boyd and stuff like that. Like, it's just not. I would have taken Lewis Ferguson a second, as you know. But yeah, he's gone now. So yeah, no, you're you're spot on, mate. Because I even said at the time with Ferguson, I was like, no, because I didn't like the whole connection to previous Fergusons, etc. So I was like, nah. And maybe I let that cloud my judgment a wee bit. But he's not half done well for himself. But you're right. He's now he's, he's out with us now. He, he, he won't he won't be coming here. Uh, but Portis, mate, I'm never getting on board with. I'm honestly never ever. Ever getting on board? Just with imagine him standing outside Ibrox. Ross Wilson is behind him. He's got a scar from that. <laughs> Many men, uh, definitely. Man. No, it's just for me, mate. And no, I just I can't I can't get on board with with Portis. I just I, I can't go the guy. I just can't go him. And I honestly think it's the I think the it's again my personal opinion. I think the whole uh, the whole kind of build up around his demeanour, the way he is, a bit of aggression, a bit of a Barry Hunt, as we've said before. I think that plays up more than what a kind of player that he actually is. I don't think he's particularly good. I mean, he's he's, I mean, he's a decent centre-half for Scotland, but nah, just for me. I, I, think, just, uh, I think I'm just starting to want him to sign just to see your reaction to it. I, 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 I don't, think, know, I don't think I'm even interested in playing for Rangers. I think I just want to see the reaction. No, I know, mate, I know, but I know. Um, speaking of balls, it's the return of the Manscaped promo, everybody. So, yes, uh, time for a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year, new you. If you really want to make 2023 the year to remember, make sure to try out Manscaped Wet Goods as well. This includes their Ultra Premium Body Wash, 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Deodorant. These products are absolutely perfect follow-up for your New Year, New You grooming sessions. Cheers to new balls in 2023. Go get 20% off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code club at 22. Time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with Manscaped. What were your balls do, gentlemen? They will, they thank, will you. thank you. They will thank you. So the boys also said they were a wee bit rushed to host because you know I don't usually host the live show. And that's all because, all because there was a Manscaped promo getting read out tonight and they wanted me to do the first one. So yes, thank you very much, Janice, for the um, for the £10. That's very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, really do appreciate that. 
Yes, I Manscaped. It's been a while. It's been a while. But yes, as you can see, Manscaped are continuing into New Year with us, which is great. We can't really thank Manscaped enough. Be good for Scotia, wouldn't it? Drivers. Yeah, I know. It'll be Scotia. You'll not recognise Scotia next time he comes <laughs> on. He's completely bald. Absolutely. He's got carried away with his Manscaped razor, and that's him now. Um, Has he got so, his yeah. calendar out yet? Has he brought his uh, calendar out? His Manscaped calendar, Scotia? I don't know. I don't know. I'll need to chase that up. I'll chase it up with the rep. Uh, you put the, put the uh, link in the next board for the guys if they're wanting one. Yeah. Early access will be on his OnlyFans. That's for absolute sure. Aye. His early access will be on. Will be on his OnlyFans. Uh, right, gentlemen, we we'll move on to um, Bill's pressure. And yes, Alistair, manager of the month, goes to Mister Michael Bill. Uh, I mean, another thing that the, the the supporters of a certain team might have a bit of a meltdown about. But I mean, he came in five games undefeated, mate. It's a um, it's a wee feather in his cap for his first month. Yeah, he's done well. Posse Coglu, he's got the same record. He must have the same record for this month, four wins and a draw as well. Um, aye, but no, it's, he deserves it. He's come into a, let's be honest, a, a poor team at the time. He's got four wins and a draw. Nearly, he was, like he said in his press, I can't, he was five minutes away from from getting the perfect five wins out of five. Um, that would have been a phenomenal start to him <laughs> with a team which hasn't been playing that great, to be honest. So, yeah. Well done to him. But I mean, Manager of the Month Awards, I'm not interested in Manager of the Month Awards. I'm interested in trophies getting flung in front of me. So well done, Michael Beale. But the next one for him is to um, lift that League Cup for me, which is the next um, thing in the agenda for me for him. Absolute killjoy of a man, Alistair Pearson is. Yes, uh, well done, Michael. But no, I'm not happy for you. Uh, no, I, I do understand. Though my Angela month doesn't mean anything. Let's be honest. But still, though, Ryan, um, it does show that there has been a there's been progression under him. Because if memory serves me right, and somebody can come in and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Geo won Manager of the Month while he was here. Somebody can correct me. I don't think he did. I don't know well, if he won it last season or not. No, I don't think I, he did. I don't think he did. No. I don't remember him having it unless he won it when. I think he, he, I think he did. I think he did when he first came into Rangers because I think he went yeah. in a run when Broncos and won most of the games when he first came in. Yeah. Somebody in the comments will know. Somebody certainly didn't win it this season, though, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's positive because he. He's got the man, new manager bounce that we thought he would get. It's just up to him to, to sustain it now. And I think it must be difficult coming in halfway through a season when a team aren't doing well and he keeps saying that um, the crisis he's getting told about and how bad this team are, is, is, it doesn't exist in his head. He thinks things aren't as bad as, as they're made out to be, which is good. It's positive. He obviously believes in some of these players and thinks he can get a tune out of them, which I think... Listen, I was looking at things today and I was looking at the injuries we've had, blah, 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 and you sometimes wonder, yes, it was painful to watch at times, but you sometimes wonder if we were a wee bit harsh as a support. Yes, it's horrible being nine, nine points behind in the league, been in our eyes, in my eyes, I get people don't give it up just now, but it's an opinion which I'm allowed. Um, in my eyes, is over at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think he certainly deserves it, his team deserves it, and yeah, Rangers, Rangers have improved since since he came in. I certainly thought, looking at the fixtures, Aberdeen away, Ross County away and Celtic away, I thought, yeah, we'll drop points at probably Aberdeen, probably get beat from them. So, do you know what? Credit to Michael Beale and the team and his management staff as well because things are going in the right direction. But, they, of course, there is a lot of work to do, as he said. 
Absolutely. We were saying it just before we went live, mate, that we are... We are, I, I was all aboard the build train as soon as he was linked, as soon as he was touted for the job. I was like, yes. Um, but you even said as well, mate, that you're beginning to really love the guy. And it's, it's the way he talks. It's the, the way that he... And I don't think a lot of people are saying he's maybe been too honest. I don't think he is being too honest. I don't think he gives, like, enough away to make me think you shouldn't be saying that. It's just enough to be as honest as he can be. And then literally just let everybody else read between the lines but there's no that's not really it's not as vague as others put it that way it's not as vague as others so I, I do like Michael Beale I could listen to him talk all day I think he's I think he's great and I think he's settling in pretty well as I say I think I quite like his whole demeanour Um, it'll be interesting once Rangers give us press access so we can ask him questions um, right he also spoke about Tavernier um, Ali Obviously, there's been a lot of criticism. Um, I think it was Adam Thornton from Heart and Hand. If you've listened to Heart and Hand, Adam Thornton asking a question about James Tavernier is like a fundamental thing that has to happen. But obviously, the criticism that came his way, or that's been coming his way, does he think it's fair? Now, Bill backs him. Of course he does. He's going to come out and say that he backs his captain. Um, but he did caveat it with a wee bit of he needs competition um, he does believe that some players can become too comfortable because they know that they're the only name on the team sheet and that's been clear for all, uh, quite a while for us to be able to see that that there's not really been competition for him since Patterson I do think Devine will push him uh, will he push him as much as Patterson and will the cry be as much as it was for Patterson to come in I'm not sure but competition for places mate is it's, a, it's something that has to happen in order for us to, to progress and if the guy that's pushing you is doing better than you, Bill has to be brave at one point if that is the case, and he'll need to he need to drop Tavernier. It's as simple as that. Yeah, he splits the Rangers support, he splits our podcast. James Tavernier, the guy in the governing front with his F Sake Tav Brigade that he's got down there. <laughs> And he's, big he's got a big sign. Potato, <laughs> potato Man actually beat me to it. I was just about to shout it, but I will done Potato Man's in the comments. <laughs> yeah, so I, he was going on about obviously last season or, or before Parson left. Parson was there pushing him. Parson was very similar to Tavin, the way he played, how he can go up and down the. Hi, Jamie Lowe. Credit to his mother. He has a credit to his mother, Jamie Lowe. Um, <laughs> oh. Aye, so no, he was on about. Um, Parson pushing him last season, which was um, which was true. And and you look at Tab last season, especially in that Europa League run to the final, he was he was phenomenal in that competition. The amount of times he was at that back post, Carney scoring a goal to, to put us ahead and the penalties, etc. This season he's not been great, but I, I put him in the camp with a lot of Rangers players this season. It's not just him. There's been a lot of players that haven't been great this season for Rangers. It's not just him. He gets That's highlighted true. a lot because he's just. He's not a Whitten boy, Tav, but to an certain extent he is at times. He's not far um, off it, mate. Uh, he's not far no, off. No, I know. It. Well, you, when you read Twitter now, all the time, folk are going on and on about him. But end of the day, well, he is the captain. Bill rates him. Previous manager rated him as well. So I rate Tav as well. He is 31 now, Tav, I think. Divine, will he push him on as much as you were saying there? Parts and Carney, I can I agree. I, I like Divine, but I. I don't, he's, he's not as good as Parson Divine, but he's a no. different type of fullback. I've said he's a kind of old fashioned fullback at Divine. <laughs> I think he'll do a job. I think he'll be a good deputy to come in. Do we go and look at a right back in the summer to go and bring somebody in? Possibly. Uh, he did mention Barisic with Ryan's Turkish delight coming back, who we've hardly even seen at all 
uh, will push yeah. him going forward too. So, yeah, it's only positive. You need to have, as I think it was Gerard said away when he came back, and he wants basically two, two players for each position that can start. And that's what you want to push whoever's got the jersey, and you want whoever's behind to push that person. So it's up to young Devine going forward to push Tav, because Tav, like I say, is 31. He's coming into the kind of twilight years now. So it's up to young Devine to, to catch the catch the attention of the manager, and I think he has so far. Yeah, Ryan, um, let's say Tav does split this uh, podcast, and I think the only fair thing I'd like to say about it is we're definitely closer to the end of Tavernier than we are at the start of Tavernier at Rangers. And I'm not saying that he's going to be going anytime really soon, but I think I get where Beal's coming from. I, I am not 100% sure he will he'll stick true to his word. And that's a bit unfair saying that, but I think you know what I mean by that is that Tav is yeah. Tav's a Rangers captain at the end of the day. And, People hate that. People don't like these Rangers captain. People believe it should be like other people. I think he's. I think he's earned it. I think the work that he's done previously, he's earned it. I think stripping him of it would cause nobody. I don't think it would have any benefits for the team as a whole. It would just be easier for him to drop him if that makes sense. And I don't think that's right doing that. But the the competition for places thing, mate. What's your take on that? It's going to. Um, it needs to happen. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly say. <laughs> It's so strange what uh, B. Blair said um, a few moments ago about um, somebody saying FFS to have me and my son sitting waiting, the guy behind me saying it. There is a father and son who's sitting in front of me in the government front, and I'm like, I wonder if that's that guy. Might <laughs> 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 be me. No, Maybe I'm not you. that bad. I generally am not, I'm not that bad. Well, lately I have been, but um, the competition for right back is healthy. It's healthy because Devine's playing well. He's played well at left-back. He does look as if he's got something about him, Devine, whether it's going to be the future Rangers right-back or the next Nathan Parson, I don't know. I wouldn't write him off. But he's only 19. <clears throat> but it's healthy for Tav, no matter what you think, whether he's playing well or not playing well. Competition is healthy. It, it betters the squad. It keeps them on their toes. And it's good for Rangers as a whole. So... I like that there's eventually we've eventually got somebody because for for too long, it's fine relying on on Tavernier and but we've never apart from that Zarowski guy I can't remember the last right back we've had where you've thought he like apart from Patterson oh he should be playing in front of Tav or mm. give him a chance and we don't really buy a right it's not a thing we do is buy a right back so I think it's healthy for Tav and Bew alluded to it in his press conference today that he thinks Tavernier probably played his top game when he had Nathan Patterson chatting the door to start and again that split support I was very much in the, the Patterson camp and then Tavernier would put a man of match performance in the Saturday and you would be like right okay that's why he is playing so I think it's healthy I think Devine will be patient I'm not worried about him going in the half or anything like that. he's 19 years old and just broken through into Rangers team so I think it's healthy all, all round I do think that Tavernier does have to up his game. Though I've said this, I'm not going to sit and slate the guy now. The time's passed, we had the conversation about that, but I think it's healthy. But in terms of the armband, yeah, I disagree with it. I, I think Goldson should be the captain, but see if, if I've been honest, boys, it's only an armband. People get transfixed in this this armband thing. And I watch, you know where I sit, I sit down low and I see the players and there's people like Lundstrom and McGregor roaring their 
their heads off all game, constantly checking folk, pulling them in. It's just that it's just that it's materialistic a bit for me. The armband, I think it's it's we look into it too much as a support. I think. Yeah, I I I I still quite like the the idea of having a Rangers captain and the kind of what it means to be a Rangers captain. Um, again, you all know I'm quite old school when it comes to traditions in football, but. As I said, just stripping him of a captaincy just because he's got poor form. It's, it's, I mean, what? It's not going to solve. It's not going to solve anything. I mean, it, it won't solve nothing. If anything, it will just make things worse. So it's an easy thing just to come out and say, but I don't. I don't agree with it. I think Pav will be the captain until he decides that he's not playing for Rangers anymore, or the club decide that he's not playing for Rangers anymore, uh, and that is just the way that it's going to be. I think Golden's a great leader. I think Lundstrom's a great leader. I think Jack's a great leader as well. He's not really a screamer, but he knows where everybody is. Same as Davis as well when he's on when he was fit and obviously playing um, I think he's a great leader because he's just a calming influence on everybody um, so I, I do agree with the comment that was made we need 11 captains on the park the armband is the armband even if I would like to believe that the the traditions of a Rangers captain still stand true I don't think in modern football it really does is it Pep Guardiola that just gives it to Andy doesn't he this doesn't really yeah I think it is Pep I don't think he's really got a I mean, he's got his set captains, if you like, but I don't think he puts like any emphasis on it. We were spoiled, though. If you think of what the captains we think we've grown up as, we, we were spoiled by like Richard Goff and Barry Fegs, whatever, who were like in your this image of a Rangers captain, were proper Rangers captains. So we were we're very spoiled. That's why it is important to us, which I totally get. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Uh, right, so we spoke briefly as well about um, Suter um, being back in training, which is good. Hadji is back in um, training as well, but obviously it's a much slower um, rehab for him. <clears throat> it's going to take a much longer, but it's good to know that he's back in contact training. And then Ali, the news that I didn't want to hear, man, and no Rangers fan wanted to hear. Tom Lawrence has had to go to a specialist due to some discomfort, and we don't know if it's going to be a setback or not, but Bill did pretty much hint that the end of the end of this month is probably going to be too soon for him. I have severe whiffs of this is a typical Rangers signing, mate. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that paper chat came out just before Christmas when it said Tom Lawrence has had a setback and he won't be back till March. Yeah. And the old Rangers came out and went poo-pooed it. Well, look, look where we are now. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, he came out, Bill, and said it's it's... He said something like it's it's not it's um what did he say something like, it's not a positive but it's not a negative if you know what I mean but it's in the middle Wait, yeah he's kind of middle don't really know until he sees he didn't really specialist. he didn't really know but it was just the way they ended it with. yeah then the end of this month might come too soon I was just like Whoa. I'm dis- I'm disappointed <laughs> Carney because you you know before he signed for us I was saying you'd be a fantastic That'd signing be- for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a he's he's a he's a one guy we miss at the moment. He's a box to box player. He can hit free kicks. He, he can score goals. We don't have that at the moment. We're crying out for somebody like him at the moment, and it's a shame because we're we're coming up for critical games. I've said the the, the big two weeks coming up next weekend and the week after, in terms of the cups. And then if we if we do make it through into the final, you've got the league cup final coming in. I think that's March. I think, um, and then the rest of the season, and then obviously the Scottish Cup. So. Yeah, it's disappointing because this is another setback he's had because he's been out a while now, Tom Lawrence. And yeah, we've been scarred with this before in terms of Rangers players. And I think that's another reason that, that you're saying that, Carney. It's the, the scar tissue on players that we have seen before. 
and it always ends in a disaster. And hopefully, hopefully it's not. But it's disappointing because I think a lot of Rangers fans thought he'd be back the tail end of this month. Yeah, um, and I think, it, Ryan, it's one of the ones as well that he is such a promising player and we've seen flashes from him and we were all really impressed with him and it's it's so close but so far away. Aye, I was quite deflated when I heard when I heard uh, the news about Lawrence. I actually heard it before I watched Eels press conference. Didn't really fill me with optimism when he said that it wasn't a positive or a negative. I think when someone's been out for so long, and you're not getting positive news, then it's a concern, um, especially if he's going to see a specialist. I always link, touch wood, I always link the word specialist to basically he's going to probably go under a knife again. I hope that's not the case. But um, yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence looked the real deal. Kind of, if you put him in the category of <clears throat> probably KMR Roof, if, if they're fit players, if they're both fit, you know that you've got proper football players on your hands because they're both very good players. Um, let's, I, I think we just, let's hope Lawrence isn't going to fall into the category of kind of long-term 70, 10 days or four months, whatever. We just, let's hope it is just a tiny setback and it's it's not having to get under surgery again. But um, at the same time, realistically, are we going to see the, top, the Tom Lawrence we know this season? Probably not. Probably not, but the way the season is just now, I'd like to think Rangers are going to do it, do it wisely and just not rush the guy back because mm-hmm. I know what Ali's saying. We've got some crucial games coming up, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk him. Like if he was ready to play, maybe come March, I wouldn't risk him. I would just let him. It's more important he comes back and fulfills his rehab to be fit for next season than rushing him back just to try and get a cup or something like that over the line. Yeah, and I suppose with Tillman, well, and flashes anyway, showing um, showing some really good form um, of late since Spiels came in. I, I think there might not be a, a real rush to get him back, and it would be stupid to rush him back in order to play. I don't know who we play after Aberdeen. Who do we play after Aberdeen? St Johnson in the cup. St Johnson in the cup. Oh, and who's after that as a league game? Oh no, St Johnson. No, we've got Kilmarnock. Sorry, we've got Kilmarnock on a Wednesday night after. Um, and then St Johnston. We don't need Scotia. We don't need Scotia and Ali. No. That is, <laughs> no. I mean, he is <laughs> on it tonight. Pulling it out. Pulling it out. No, no. I'm useless at stuff like that. I know, like, usually know that the next two games, and then I'm like, who we got yeah. after that? Aber- Aberdeen yeah. and the Sun. Aberdeen and the Sunday. Kilmarnock at Ibrooks on the Wednesday, and then back to back. Um, we've got um, Ross County at half five on that Saturday, which I think we agreed to go out for a couple of babies to watch. St. Johnston, no. St. Johnston at half five, not Ross County. Sorry, Ross, St. Johnson, and then St. Johnson again. See, useless. It's got really, for somebody phone Scotia. We need them back. Ah, I can bring them back. Honestly. Get those decorations down yet. Too busy shaving his balls at the moment, Scotia. Leave him alone. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, and ins and outs. Obviously, we, he was asked a question, and he was t- the guy that asked was told in under certain ter- no uncertain terms, I'm not telling you who I'm trying to sign. Uh, but what he did say... Um, Ali was music to my ears. Um, Linda's just asked, is Scotia all right? Scotia's always okay. If there's a nuclear explosion in the world, Scotia will survive it. Scotia is absolutely fine. He's absolutely fine. Um, He's just not here tonight. Um, Ali, he mentioned that there will be no loan signings this window, which is just 
brilliant. And the fact that he said, um, I don't need anything short term, I need it for long term. Um, it's just music to my ears, mate, because it's exactly what we need. We have to stop being short sighted. We have to look to the future now. Yeah, it's good for Ryan. He can get Aaron Ramsey in the back of his years now because he's signing a permanent, not a loan. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean we've had the, we've had the loans. I mean, we, we, I'm just laughing about that there. But last January when we took brought Diallo in loan, we brought uh, Ramsey in loan, and we, look how that kind of worked out. We've done it previously. He's talking the same as what we've been talking for a while. We need to build, like you say, Carney, for the future. Loan players don't really fit that bill unless it's a guy you're bringing in who you know you're pretty much going to purchase. Kind of like a Hadji when we've done that one. But no, I'm um, when he said that today, yeah, I was I, I was glad because I, I did think, are we going to possibly bring in maybe a loan player? Like I did say a loan to buy possibly, but the way he's talking, it's it's permanence coming in and you'll probably come on him, can't he? He wants to said he doesn't want to do it over a Zoom. He wants to sit down face to face and actually look them in the eye and go, do you actually want to play for this football club? And I like that because that, that was uh, just the way just the way he speaks. Beal is very very good, but um, let's see it in the park. <laughs> double edged sword. Every single right, day. I'll bring him up and bring him down. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like a backhanded compliment all the time. Um, Ryan, I think this is about we discussed the same before we went live tonight, mate. This is what you want to hear. And Ali spot on. See the fact that he wants to sit down in front of people and wants to look at their eye and see how much do you actually want to be here. I mean, he says he's had people phoning the club saying that they want to play for Rangers, which is a good thing, of course, but they have to be the right players. And he also put to bed any sort of theories, conspiracies that you like that Ross Wilson signs everybody, he doesn't um, and he, it wasn't the it wasn't the case in the past as well um, he will get the say on who he wants into the club Yeah, I've as I said before we, co- we started recording I'm, there was never a time I wasn't into Michael Beale or didn't like Michael Beale I was just very cautious that he would be a yes man and the easy option the, the, the things Michael Beale was saying in every press conference is everything I want to hear. If he implements it, he'll be a success. There is absolutely no doubt about it because he'll be, if he's backed, he'll be a success because he gets it. He understands it. He knows what's required here. Um, and that's no criticism on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I just, it just doesn't, I don't think it was working. I don't think it was working. He's maybe just, he didn't fill me with. His press conference didn't fill me with kind of optimism or passion. And Bill does. He used to say everything right. And I liked when he said, nobody will sign for this club without my say-so. That was quite a bold thing to say. And and he did say that there has to be an agreement with the club as well. But that, to me, clarifies my fears of he's not going to be a yes man. And, and I hope that is the case. I hope that we do see signings and we're like, yeah, that's a Michael Bill signing. Whereas it's debatable whether Van Bronckhorst did get his many men in or not, but that's by the by, it's done. But yes, I was very happy to hear that it's not loan deals he's looking for. He's looking for players to come in here and, and make a long-term difference because that's exactly what we need. Yes, he does need to get rid of some dead wood, but his hands are tied at the moment in terms of shipping players out. That will happen <clears throat> a lot more in the summer. But yeah, it excites me to think he's talking about two or three players coming in that door who he sees as Rangers players long-term next week. That'll do it for me. 
That'll do for me too, mate. James has said, uh, and thank you very much for the donation, mate, should we release um, Offerbaugh? This is a difficult one to answer um, because we don't know what type of football player he is. Look, what's happened to him is freak. It is absolutely a freak occurrence that's happened to him. He had a really serious problem with his heart. I've seen some of the pictures we spoke about before on Instagram that he put up and it was... Wow, honestly, it was so bad to see. He was sitting with like a big thing sticking out his chest and that, and I'm like, well, that's absolutely mental. Would it be fair on him? I don't know, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's a business, isn't it? It's a bit of a difficult one. I would love to see. I don't know if the boy's ever going to play football again. Even what Bill said in the presser, there's some personal stuff that's probably going to be going into that as well. And what state can I, what's this doing to this boy mentally? I think Rangers are doing the right things and not really talking about it very much as well. And probably, I'd imagine the support that he's getting from the club is. I mean, second to none. I really do think it'd be unbelievable, but Ali, be 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 a bit unfair just to kick him out right now, wouldn't it? I mean, you've really got to take the human element into it, surely. Ah, it's it's a, it's, ah, it's a freak one, Carney. It's because he was playing before he came to Rangers off a ball when we signed him, and when we've done our, he's went through obviously his kind of medical type stuff, and he's come up here. It's been it's been flagged, but he's he signed a four year contract with us off a ball when he came up. He's a youngish lad. He's not going to give up that contract when potentially his football career could could be over. Potentially, I know a lot of football players have insurance in terms of if a, a bad injury that happens to them, they'll, they'll get a payout on it. Um, but he's got he's got years left in his contract, so for him, why would he leave? And like you say, Carney, in the term, terms of <laughs> Rangers letting him go, it, it doesn't look good either. So. Yeah, it's a difficult one because he's been there a while now off a ball. You do see him though. See when you during that last season, the Europa League run, you see him on a park and stuff for everyone. So it's not as if he's just out the picture. He's still with the lads and stuff, which is good. Mm-hmm. So um, no, it's a difficult one that one. But uh, yeah, there'll be more to come from that. But it's um, it's a sad one to be honest for the boy. It is, and I think um, this is one time that I think will allow the a wee pull on the heartstrings because I just don't think it would be right for Rangers just to get rid of him, especially what he's been through. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, mate, when you when you talk about the human element. Um, I personally I found that a bit of a strange question from, I think it was Derek Clark from the review that asked it. I don't know if he just maybe ran out of questions or whatever. It's hard to judge, but I found it a strange question to ask about him. Um, Bill said there's private circumstances tied to this. There's a duty of care as Rangers that we forget as football fans. A duty, duty of care for Rangers as an employer. This is we're talking about life and death here. We think that winning three points in the Saturday's life and death. This guy could lose his life if things go wrong, and he's employed by a business, and that's the end of it. We, as football fans, forget that kind of thing, and we think, oh, he's costing so much a week. Yes, he is. We're just very unfortunate it could happen to you or I, where you or I go to our work and something unfortunate happens to us and your employer has to stick by you and, and do the right thing and that's what we're doing and that will play out and I think it's the way I see it, I won't think of him playing for football for Rangers again, I think that guy's career is probably over um, he'll have dreams, I totally get it but no, I don't see that guy playing for, for Rangers and I think we just need to do the right thing and either let him see his contract or, or come to some sort of arrangement but no, I, I I'm, it's not something I think about no, I know, me neither. It's just, it's never one that's played in my mind, um, as I say. And it's, I 
we all know, as they say, I've known somebody in my family with heart conditions and it's not something to be taken lightly. So uh, for me, it's just one of the ones Rangers have to do the right thing and it's a duty of care thing. So I don't think it would look very good. Right, I just realised the time, lads. <laughs> um, we'll move on to Dundee United, shall we? <laughs> uh, so yes, we played Dundee United on Sunday. It's a ridiculous four o'clock kickoff, isn't it, Alistair? I'm right, isn't it? Yeah. Four o'clock. Uh, Dundee United just now are sitting 11th in the league. Um, not on a great run of form. They've won five, drawn four, and they've lost ten. They have a goal difference of minus ten. Um, not particularly great form, um, I don't think. They did win it against uh, St Johnston and Ross County previously. Drew two each with Hearts. And before that, they could beat off Aberdeen. So a bit of a mixed bag, um, really, for um, Dundee United. Ali, what are you expecting against Dundee United on um, Sunday? Are you a bit like me, mate? It's uh, It should be three points. should be three points. It's one of these grounds we kind of struggle at every season, Dundee United. They've always been a bogey team for us. See, even when we were before what happened to us years ago, they were a bogey team for us, Dundee United. And um, no, but the way Dungeon United are playing, they've players like Stephen Fletcher up front. I don't know who Stephen Fletcher is now, but uh, no, we should we should be dealing with Dungeon United convincingly. Doesn't matter who we put out, we should beat them. The four o'clock kickoffs on a Sunday, it's a it's a horrible kickoff time for anyone to be honest. Uh, but no, I'll expect Rangers to go up there and get three points, and they should go up there and get three points. Yeah, Ryan, you're on the same lines, mate. It's should be three points. I can't really see why it shouldn't. It should definitely be three points. I think there needs to be a shift in mentality. Where the, I know it's hard because we've not been great this season, but we need to stop thinking about, oh, Tannadice could be a banana skin, Ross County could be a banana skin, Pataudry, it needs to be, no, let's go up there and get three points and let's try and do it convincingly as well. We have got for now to end the season to start implementing that kind of mentality, in my opinion, and I think that's the way we will look at it. I don't think we'll be going up there and go up 1-0 and defending a lead, put it that way. Um, I fancy Rangers to win by a few goals on Sunday, and I hope I'm right. Very positive. And with man. that, very positive. Very, very positive. This is no, long, this is no longer the negative podcast. Things and, and by the way, I'm off I'm off the drink, so I've not had the drink for anybody else. No, you've not had the drink. No, you've not had the drink. Um, right, so, yeah, Justin, mate, thank you very much. Really much appreciate it. He said... Um, cheers lads 4-0 Rangers um, yeah superb thank you Justin as always mate really appreciate that uh, and with that Ryan I will come back to you and I'll ask for your team and what you think the score is going to be right um, see Tavernier did Tavernier break his nose on Sunday I've not had well, the chance know. to catch up with it. I just saw, I saw the collision with Maida yeah, and I thought you. to myself if that looks his face looks as bad as I think it will then I think he might not play on Sunday. I don't know. I've not seen him in training or anything like that. So I'm going to go Divine at right back and I'm going to go pretty much the same team as it was on Sunday. Apart from Tavernier, I think I think that's if, if it looked as bad as it was, as I said, it did look a sore one. So I'm going to go Divine at right back and it's nothing to do with his form just because his face. Um, and I'm going to go 3 Just because of his face. I know. If anybody tunes in, they'll be like, oh, I know. Just because of his face, I know. Because of his face, mate. Get him dropped. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers. And I'm going to go Ryan Kent to score first again. 
magic. Jim, um, as always, mate, Justin, one, one of you two go first and then you follow suit. Uh, no, absolutely fantastic. Jim, thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciated. Um, Ali, I'll come to you, mate. Your team and your score. Shagger and goal. Tab it right back. Goldson, Davies, um, Barisic, Ryan's pals, Jack Amara, uh, Tillman, I think Lundstrom will sit out. He's been taking injections, Lundstrom. We did say he was fit and available, but I think he'll sit out. Kent, one side, the man phase Ambia on the other side, because I think that's his position now going forward. And I think if you're looking for a goal scorer, number nine for Rangers, Antonio Cholak will lead the line against Dungeon United. I'm going to be very positive like Ryan, but I'll throw a wee negative in. It's going to be 4-1 Rangers. We will ship a goal somewhere. Um, and it will be the man for Zambia at score first. Sounds good to me. My team is exactly the same as yours, Ali, apart from I think Morelos will still start again. And I think Trolak yeah. will I think Trolak will come on from about he'll ease him back into it, I think. Just he says Morelos has been carrying an injury the last couple yeah. of games and he wouldn't have played if, if, if he said his at, but he said his attitude's been really good as well. So I don't know if he'll want to kind of let Morelos down or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, whatever that he was lying in the ground like that, and somebody <laughs> apparently hit him in the face. Yeah, I know. strike, so strike one, Michael Beale. That's a lie. Yeah, strike one. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go for um Yeah, I'll go with that. But I think you'll start Morelos. I'll go with your team though. I think Lundstrom. I think Lundstrom's best just to sit out. Do you know what I mean? If he's in that yeah. much pain, he's best just to sit him out just now. Uh, and I'll go three 0 Rangers as well. And I'll go the man for Zambia to score first. No, did you pick him, Ali? To score first, yeah. I'll go for Tillman to score first then because he's not scored in a while so I'll go Tillman to score first um, so yes that will do us for tonight so just past the hour mark thank you again everybody in the chat really do appreciate you all joining in um, a really good chat tonight so for tonight Ali thank you very much mate and are you on on Sunday? We'll be on on Sunday Tommy's coming over to watch a game with me so um, aye it's one of the awkward times a four o'clock game on a I Sunday know, it's, it's like yeah so no I'll, I will be watching it in the house so Yes, I will be on on Sunday. And Stevie T, Steve- thank you very much for that donation. Stevie T, thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. I've seen I was winning the league three times at Tanadice, three now for me. Superb. Stevie T, excellent, mate. Thank you so much. Ryan, thank you very much for tonight, mate. Are you on on Sunday? Cheers, boys. Have a good weekend. I am, I think I'm watching it in the house on Sunday. I'm pretty sure I'm four o'clock. Yeah, I probably will be. So I will uh, probably be on with you guys. If I make it through, I'm playing a Fathers v Sons <laughs> uh, 11 a side match tomorrow. So <laughs> if I don't see you again, everybody enjoy their weekend. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, good luck to you, man. Good luck to you. Honestly, good luck to you. Uh, yeah, and Scotia might be on. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll tune in and you'll find out if Scotia has returned. So before you go, please do like the video. Please do subscribe to the channel. Again, thank you for the donations to everybody, uh, for everybody tonight. Really do appreciate it. And yeah, we will be back on Sunday to hopefully discuss another three points. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>